Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Random Nintendo Podcast. Today's episode is titled, My Loftwing and Me, a weird, kind of creepy reference to Skyrim Sword. Anyway, uh, my name's Jason. And I'm Jose. And we have a pretty big episode for you today. There's a lot of news coming out of Nintendo this past two weeks. And in addition to that, we're going to be sharing some impressions of the amazing Zelda Skyward Sword, um, Sonic Generations for the 3DS, and we're going to go back into the Wii archives, so to speak, and talk about Sonic Colors, which hit the Wii last Christmas, I believe. So, let's kick it off with some news. It's There's some big news on Friday. Jose, you're the one that's excited for this game, so why don't you take it? Yes, one of the games that um, Nintendo wasn't bringing over to the states that were, I guess, how would you say, highly requested. Like, they even created, um, well, people started this um, thing called Operation Rainfall, right? Where right. It was essentially um, just a bunch of fans um, petitioning to Nintendo or trying to show them that it is worth their time and money bringing the games over here. The games we're talking about are specifically um, Xenoblade Chronicles, an action RPG, Pandora's Tower, and action RPG, (laughs) (laughs) and the last story, a super action RPG, super action-y RPG from the creator of Final Fantasy. Notice a similar title name, Final Fantasy. Last story. He's so witty. But, uh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, these people were trying to get these games over because they were announced for Japan, they were announced for Europe, not for America. Everyone was throwing a fit. This started in, what, like, August, I think? Yeah. It got, like, they managed to push one of the games, Xenoblade, up to the number two spot on Amazon, even though it wasn't even announced to America. It's just a placeholder for when the, from when the game was shown at E3 a few years ago. But uh, long story short, Xenoblade Chronicles is now confirmed for North America. Yep, and I don't know. I mean, it's a game I really wanted to get, mainly because, I don't know, it just looked really good. It, just like, it got um, really good reviews in both Japan and Europe. It got like 9 out of 10s, and I believe a couple perfect scores as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I mean, it's from... Uh, Monolith Soft. They're the guys that did the old Nina Saga series on PS2, and more recently, Bait and Kato's, and its oh, sequel, Bait and Kato's Origins, which I guess would be Yeah, it did those on GameCube, which got pretty good praise. So, yeah, now these guys are a second party of Nintendo, meaning they're completely owned by Nintendo, so it's cool that Nintendo's actually releasing the game here. Yeah, it is I mean, their own. it's kind of nice looking forward to a game that's not starring, like, Zelda or Mario. Or... Well, it went, yeah. yeah, it'd be starring Link. You fell into that trap. Zelda stars Link. Uh, Zelda is a secondary character. Link's the star. Yeah, but I like to think of Zelda as the main character. Link wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for Zelda. Right, so then you should have said Princess Peach, not Mario. Yeah, but this one stars Mario. She's just a placeholder. She's a placeholder. (laughs) That's true. They swap her out for Daisy. uh, And Rosalina. Um, But yeah, so back to on topic here. So Xenoblade Chronicles... um, I guess a couple other details we should probably mention. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a GameStop exclusive and Nintendo.com exclusive. So if you don't have a GameStop, I guess you could just buy it off Nintendo's really bizarre online store that came, that looks like a straight out of like 2002 or something. And uh, it comes out, what, April sometime? Yeah, April 6th is the day we're looking for. That's almost a month before my birthday to the day. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, actually. Everyone jokes like, oh, the Wii's dead after Skyward Sword, but now that I think about it, now that Xenoblade confirmed, there's actually kind of a lineup forming. You have um, Nintendo Power said Rhythm Heaven Fever, the Wii version of Rhythm Heaven, is coming out in February. So that's one month down. Then uh, there's a rumor that popped up uh, this week that Mario Party 9 is coming out in March. So that's two months, two games. Now you got Xenoblade in April. I wonder if Nintendo's going to keep this going. Maybe they'll bring over Pandora or... Uh, last story for like May and June or something like that. Well, hopefully. And then, I mean, it makes sense if they do since, um, I mean, if the Wii U, I mean, if they're re, um, yeah, if they're revealing the Wii U again in this June. coming E3. Right. Um, yeah, it's probably not going to come out till November, right? Probably not. I mean, uh, Michael Pachter, the Webbush analyst who's like, he does the video game. Well, you know who he is. Yeah. But yeah, the Webbush analyst who covers all video games. He thinks that the Wii U could come out as early as September. He has a very iffy track record, though. Mm. He's very hit or miss. So I'm still guessing it's November. 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 And if it comes out November, then that's still... Yeah, that's like a, a whole other year without any new Wii games, assuming... But yeah. see, it won't be, because they have this in... Yeah, that, it, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, that's why like, they, they would have to come out with at least... I wonder if how well this does, because Nintendo's got open pre-orders on Nintendo.com's shop on uh, the 19th of this month, so in a couple weeks. I wonder if they're going to look at the pre-orders and go... 
huh, and probably GameStops as well, and go, huh, people want to buy this, let's release the others, or if they're going to look and go, only 10 pre-orders, screw that, they're not getting last story. I, I really wonder yeah. if I mean, they're judging it based on pre-orders. I'm surprised that they're even bringing this game over, and, I mean, that, I'm sorry, that they're, they're finally bringing this game over, right. as opposed to the other ones, and they never, I guess, um, teased us with Fortune Street, the game that no one really, it seems no one really cares about Nintendo it. Nintendo seems but, to, well, yeah. that comes out very soon, that's like in the next week or two. Yeah, I, I didn't even know, I, I feel like I could, what? Yeah, it's I kind of, well, I could care less, but it, it's, it's, it's um, Monopoly and Mario Party with stock exchange stuff thrown into it's well here's the thing nintendo's with fortune street has basically been saying has been treating it i've been watching the promo videos they're treating it like hey guys this is a great family game it's like monopoly but with mario and dragon uh quest characters have you seen the video where it shows the family playing the game yes that's what i'm talking about there's a three-minute video where the family's like fake trash talking with each other and it's literally like someone recorded them playing monopoly and put in yeah, it doesn't look that fun. It looks honestly. It's Monopoly. It, yeah, it's it, literally Monopoly. It, it actually looks fun as a board game. It doesn't look like something I would really want to play on a video but game. But see, I think that's what Nintendo's trying to do is they're making a casual, friendly digital board game. I think that's all it is. Yeah, but I don't know. Even the board game itself, it doesn't really seem that casual. It's not. It has insane depth. The impressions people are taking like an hour to understand how to play it. But yeah. I mean, if you if someone just presented you Monopoly without, like, here's Monopoly, you wouldn't know how to play it the second you get it. You'd have to like. Wait, so you upgrade from, you know, you, you buy a property, then you build this, then you build that on top of it, but you go, you have to take one out to put the, like, if you go from, like... Yeah, but I feel it's still more straightforward than, it, oh, it you is. have to buy stocks. That's true. Well, stocks you could turn off in simple mode in Fortune Street. Oh, well, yeah, I guess even Monopoly does have its simpler mode. Or... Yeah. But, well, so, um... But, yeah, we're getting Xenoblade Chronicles. One thing I am, just, um, I guess, sad about is that, well, there's a really good chance we're not getting the... The Red Classic Controller Pro bundle that Europe got. Oh yeah, they got that red controller does look quite nice. It does. But I kind of the sword that well, the main I mean, character uses. That's probably why it's red. Well, yeah, uh, it. yeah. I I'm guessing it's because the game clearly Nintendo's not expecting this to sell crazy. They're clearly doing it as fan service because fans bugged them for like five months straight, and they're like, and now that Nintendo's down and out in terms of financial, five months, right? something like that. Oh. And now that Nintendo's like down and out in terms of financials, they want to make it. Be, Thing they you know they want to get as much as they can so they'll appeal to the, to the uh, or appease the fans. So they're so, just like oh, why not? Yeah, so they're like we'll put the game out, but the controller why do they need to do that? Anyone who wants this game is clearly hardcore enough, hardcore enough fan to either have a pro controller or be comfortable using Wii Motion. That's true. It's not like Europe where it got a huge marketing push. I don't think we're gonna see anything like that here yeah. in the states. I think they're literally just kind of pushing it out the door to keep people happy. Uh, too bad there aren't these kind of fans to, uh, for. Um... What's it called? Capcom's um, Miles Edgeworth game. Well, the sequel. There, yeah, well, <sighs> oh, well, it might come to iPhone eventually. I know that doesn't oh, help. Oh God! You, but um, interesting. Back yeah. to the, the the trio, the Operation Rainfall trio. So Xenoblade's kind. I really want them to bring Last Story though. Have you seen any of Last Story? It's, I have. It's kind of the combat's like third person Gears of War mixed with RPG gameplay. Like it's like a cover system and like yeah. it looks really cool. Like, it looks like it's actually a nice twist on a standard RPG Yeah, the, the game looks as nice as its cover. Oh, yeah, the covers are right now. Yeah, and actually, the graphics are super good, too. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess Xenoblade Chronicles, RPG, it's like a huge game. RPG fans will be happy. Wii's getting another hardcore game. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, the next big topic, because there are a couple the, these past two weeks, one being that announcement, and the other being, as I'm sure everyone's aware, Black Friday came and went last week. And... There was craziness in, in in stores everywhere. People were pepper spraying each other for Xboxes. And Wait, what? You didn't hear about that? Not the pepper spraying. Yeah, here in LA, there was an incident where at a... I don't remember which Walmart it was. There's a Walmart, and this woman pepper Walmart. sprayed... Yeah, of course it's Walmart. <laughs> a woman pepper sprayed another person in order to get an Xbox. Like, she just... There's like a crowd forming around these cheap Xboxes, and she just sprayed pepper spray in the air, grabbed an Xbox, and bolted. She paid, walked out before the police even showed up. She now claims it was self-defense because people were like horde, like rugs surrounding her. But I think she oh. just really wanted an Xbox. But yeah, so wow. even though there is stuff like that, um, yeah, there's still good good sales numbers for Nintendo, even with people getting pepper sprayed and being each other up in the aisles. Uh, the Wii had its best Black Friday ever. Mm. 500,000 units in a single day. Wow. That yeah, half a million. That includes... Um, the $99 blue 
Wii that they were selling at Walmart only on Black Friday. Wait, wait, wait there was a blue Wii? You didn't know about this? Yeah, Walmart, literally no promotion. Walmart just stuck it in their ad. For 100 bucks. you could get a blue Wii, the new not GameCube supporting Wii, the, the horizontal one. Oh, Plus the, a blue... The one that would yeah. advise people not to get. Right. Well, it's too late now. The yeah. others are off the market. In fact, Nintendo's removed all references to the vertical Wii from their website. Wow. It's all the horizontal Wii in every picture. Mm. But, um... To get that blue Wiimote, blue nunchuck for a hundred bucks, Walmart actually was taking a loss on each product. Nintendo was still making their full money for the system. Oh, wow. but, um, so yeah, that plus just the good bundles that five hundred thousand one day, and also three uh, DS sales were apparently up three hundred twenty five percent according to uh, Nintendo President Reggie Fils-Aimé. But he didn't say what the number was. Yeah, because he said it's up three hundred twenty five percent compared to the week before. So I'm wondering why they didn't release concrete numbers. I've heard some rumblings that might be around 400,000 that they sold that week or that day, which is pretty good. You'd think they'd promote that. So I'm guessing they must be saving the number. Either the number's not good, or they're saving the number for a press release sometime in December. Like, hey guys, during the holidays, we sold like 20 million or something yeah, crazy Yeah, they're thing. probably going to include Black Friday sure. into the holidays. They'll probably wait for the new NPD sales data to come out for November in a couple weeks, and then they'll say it then. But uh, on the software front, Mario 3D Land's doing pretty well. Sold 500,000, another half million, in, um, in the first two weeks it was out, which is the fastest-selling portable Mario game ever, which is such a silly qualifier. It's the fastest-selling portable Mario. Okay, so you're competing with New Super Mario Bros. on the DS, which was a slow burn, so to speak, because the DS Lite came out after it, and that's when sales took off. And you're competing against Mario Land, which came out like with the Game Boy. So the Game Boy is Christian is playing. So everything else is just ports, right? There's no other portable unless they're including like Mario and Luigi. Mario Land Two. Okay, I guess they could count. I guess if you count all the Game Boy ones and then Mario Land Three and something. Unless they meant all the portable Mario games combined. I don't know. They meant the fastest selling. But even then, like in those situations, there wasn't quite like a fervor for Mario like there is now. Like it's still a good number. Half a million in two weeks is pretty good, especially for 3DS. So it's just kind of like that qualifier takes some of the oomph out of it. Like yeah. Portable Mario. But uh, here's one that doesn't have qualifier. Skyward Sword, one week on sale, 534,000 units in a single week. Fastest selling Zelda ever. Wow. Yeah. Ever. Ever. That's that's pretty that, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, it's not like the millions that like Skyrim or Golf Call of Duty or yeah, Uncharted but, sold, but... But is that kind of multiple in, platforms, though? Not Uncharted. Skyrim and Call of Duty are. Yeah, but I mean, it's different because it's a different market... With the Wii, there's a lot more casual, there's a lot more people yeah. aren't going to necessarily buy it day one. They might get it for their kids for Christmas or whatever. So it's still doing well. Yeah, when I went and to get so, my Zelda, no one else got it day one. Yeah, when I went it to... It was raining, actually, so not many people wanted to go get it. Yeah, it was pouring rain. I, yeah. It was the worst thing I've seen in a long time. But when I um went to Best Buy on Black Friday, they had about 50 copies of Zelda just sitting on the shelf. Now, the interesting thing right. is they were all just the game. The bundle with the Wiimote, with the gold Wiimote, sold out pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah, we had a hard time finding one the right, other day. Right, right, that's right. Yeah, it's so the bundle's doing well. There might be a shortage of the bundle, I don't know. But yeah, so those are some uh, sales numbers for Nintendo. What's interesting is, just for some com comparison here, the Xbox sold 800,000... Oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Sold 960,000 uh, units on Black Friday week. The week of Black Friday. So almost a million the week of Black Friday, and 750... 50,000 connects, wow. which include the ones that came with the system. So lots of those are probably spillover with the system because, you know, they have the bundle oh. with the system again. That sold 750,000, like I just said. So at least about like 200,000 standalone connects. Yeah, yeah. But still, almost a million Xboxes in a week is kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. We're going to get more annoying kids online. Yeah, yeah. And the 800,000, there. this is where that number comes in, was how many Xboxes sold in a 24-hour period around Black Friday. So they sold about 160,000 the week leading up to Black Friday, and then on Black Friday they sold 800,000, which is nuts. So there's some comparison for the Wii. The Wii did well, Xbox did better, Sony didn't release numbers for PS3, they said it did well. So that probably means it did, I don't know. But, um, and one more sales number and then I'll quit boring everyone with these. I, just find, I find sales numbers really interesting because it kind of indicates where things will go in the future. For example, Just Dance sold. 700,000 units over the course of Black Friday week across all systems. Oh, wow. Which really does solidify it as the next Guitar Hero, the next big gaming fad. Which means we're going to see a lot of knockoffs with Just Dance coming out. There already are a ton, but a lot more. And, oh, yeah, we're getting... Yeah, Dance Central was the first, right? But, well, Dance Central's a little... Yeah, there's Dance Central, there's Get Up and Dance. 
which is by like O Games for the yeah. Wii or something. There's all these country star dancing. There's like all these knockoffs. Yeah, but and I heard um, Dance Central got some pretty good reviews. Dance Central's time. really good. It's from Harmonix. They're the rock band guys. So they, oh, theirs is like a legit. Figure. Theirs is a legit game. It's not yeah. a knockoff. It's like a companion. Oh, yeah, game. it's pretty. Yeah, they're pretty different. Yeah, but um, what's interesting is the Wii version of Just Dance Three actually outsold the Wii version of Just Dance Two by forty eight percent. So this trend is getting. It, the fad's growing right now. It has, the bubble hasn't popped, or is nowhere near it. In fact, Just Dance as a whole, out of the last twelve months of Wii sales. Just Dance was the number one Wii game, or one ga- one Just Dance in the series. They're like ten now. Was the um, number because they've always spinoffs like Just Dance Summer Party, Just Dance for Kids, and all this other crap. And um, it was the number one Wii game. This franchise was the number one Wii game for eleven out of twelve months of the past year. Man. So it's quite the fad, and we're not going to see it going away anytime soon. Yeah. So get used to seeing those commercials of people dancing around with emotes looking like idiots. Maybe we should jump into the band. Yeah, maybe we should try it. I've actually never played it. Actually, no, I, I'm never going to play that game. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I've either. had a chance to. Maybe, maybe if there are. It's more fun watching people play it. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, maybe. At, yeah, no, never gonna play it. <laughs> I don't dance in public, yeah. so that's that's why. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, but okay, so that's enough sales numbers. Uh, hopefully, sales number nerds like me appreciated that. Um, in other news, yeah, we have um a bunch of eShop games coming out. Like, oh, well, some have already come out, and a whole bunch of them coming out in the next couple weeks. And there's just the eShop is picking up steam. Nintendo's yeah. finally giving it the attention. Yeah, deserves. we're finally getting um our first like 3DS specific games, and not just a bunch right. of DSiWare. Right. Like if I look at my um downloadable like my downloaded games catalog on my 3DS, they're almost all actually yeah, they all are DSiWare games. Because Nintendo didn't really, I mean, they had Virtual Console, so they have, and they're coming out with more. They Metroid 2 just came out for Virtual Console, oh, yeah. stuff, so they had that, but. That's just quick and dirty ports. Yeah, it's nice well, to be getting yeah, original ports. stuff yeah, I mean, now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I could have said I have on um, the. I mean, yeah, we both have the 3D classics, Excite Bike, but and I even those are just enhanced ports. I no, I would count those as new games. Excite Bike, they really revamped completely. Yeah, but it's built from the ground up. The 3D warps the perspective and everything. Yeah, but still the same. True. Game. True. Now, I think a worse offender of that is Kirby's Adventure, which just came oh, out on, yeah. on uh, the eShop the other day. Yeah, I mean, the game is it's, the game itself is a great game. If you've played um. Kirby Dreamland. Yeah, Kirby's Nightmare and Dreamland on the Game Boy Advance. It's that well, that is a port of that game. It's it's identical in every way except the graphics. But yeah, Kirby's Adventure. Just to um, elaborate slightly, it was the NES Kirby game, the first Kirby game, I believe. Or no, the first one was oh. Dreamland for Game Boy. But it was this an, was one it of was the last games on the NES. I right, right. It was one. Of the, it was one of the early Kirby games. I meant to say. Yeah, but, yeah, well, the it, first Kirby game where he actually has his ability to suck up enemies and yep, copy their powers. Yep, and the game, um, so Nintendo put it on 3DS, and they made it 3D, so there's depth to each layer of the sprites. But, but it, that's all it is, it's just layers. It's just it, it's depth a, to layer of the sprites, you're, you're, yeah. You're playing a, a diorama of Kirby's adventure. Which is fine, but, and of course they yeah. kept the original screen resolution, which means it only takes up about two-thirds of your 3DS screen, yeah, for better and the rest are just pink borders. With yeah. a logo on the border, so yeah, which is kind of a shame because um, when they said they were gonna do 3D classics, and you get something like 3D Excite Bike or really those revamped other games, it from the ground up. Yeah, like you'd expect to get that same amount of like, I don't know, attention to detail in Kirby's Adventure. Right. But it shouldn't be that but surprising because 3D Classics is... Twin B and 3D Classics Vivius also were not reformatted for 3DS. That's true. They were just quick and dirty ports. Yeah, and Kirby's Adventure is a pretty big game compared to Excite Bike. I mean Yes, Excite Bike I played for ten minutes. And was yeah, I remember they said in an interview that um it would have taken it they said it wasn't worth their time. Like they had it would have Excite Bike? No no Kirby to revamp oh. it that much. Oh they, yeah no they didn't want to waste the resources. Right, or, right. And they doing they're doing the same with uh three D classics Kid Icarus, which was announced for Japan and Europe as a freebie. If you register two 3DS games with either con- with either region's uh, Club Nintendo, you get Kid Icarus for free. Oh. America hasn't announced it yet. They probably will soon. But in that situation, it's like a in-between Kirby's Adventure and Excite. Yeah, right? I mean, it's still... It's still 2D. It's still that diorama feel with just layers, but you get... Or did I just say it's 2D? It's still 4x3. It's 3D. That's the whole point. It's four by three. Oh yeah, but it's layered. Yeah. Not widescreen. It's layered. But it, it has background. Yeah, they added backdrops so instead of just a black screen. It's now like random clip art of like lava or like well yeah, not clip it, art. It actually looks. It, it, the art know. style of the backgrounds, and I think that matches the art style of Kid Icarus Uprising, which is not a coincidence. I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, it looks nice, but at the same time, I like it. it looks. I don't know. I'm just I, having a hard time getting used to it because I think 
We have Kid Icarus on our 3DS right now, right? Uh, no. We do not. That was not one of the ten. Oh, wait. Yes, it was. Was it? Uh, no, it's not. Of course not, because they want to do 3D Classic. But, um, I'm oh, sure... I'm Metroid, sure we're... Right. I'm sure well, we're going to... the same day, so... Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get 3D Classic's Kid Icarus here in the States, probably closer to Kid Icarus Uprising coming out. But, yeah, so besides 3D Classic, there's a ton of original content on the eShop as well. Oh, yeah. We're getting Freaky... Well, we, well, we already have Freaky Forms, but we're getting Pushmo. Which is a cool little puzzle game where you push and pull blocks. Basically, you have to climb a structure. You have to put... And you're this little thing, this little guy. <laughs> yeah, you look like a... You look like a squished piece like, of bread. Like know. a roll, like a dinner roll. Uh, I, I would describe it more like um, a baby wearing a onesie. That's better than a dinner roll. A very fat baby wearing a onesie. Yeah, but you like push and pull the the level... The structure has, like, drawers, almost, that you push yeah, and pull out to yeah. climb. Yeah, just picture, like, a giant 8-bit Mario. And, and you, you have pull to, like, each pixel. Yeah, you have to pull on the pixels, and the point is to just climb to the top of the tower. That's that's essentially each level. Yeah, and it, I mean, it is um, and really you, cool. Yeah, I mean, you get also, you have the option to create your own levels. And, and share you, them with QR codes. Yeah, so, I don't know, it's, it, looks, I don't know it looks really nice. I'm definitely picking that one up. Yeah, it's coming out this month, I think. And then we're also getting um, Sakura Samurai. Oh, yeah, in January. Yeah. That's, um... It's kind of this third person. Nintendo hasn't said much. I mean, we watched the trailer, so we're basing this off that. But it's like this third person game where you're this samurai. Yeah. Samurai. And you basically, the camera kind of pivots. It's like Resident Evil 4, where the camera's kind of glued to your shoulder. So I guess it's like a third person shooter. Yeah, you, but you're doing strategic sword fighting against yeah. all these various bosses and enemies and stuff. And I mean, it, um, it's too early to say. It looks kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it, it looks. It hasn't caught. It hasn't caught our attention yet. Yeah, actually. it doesn't have a hook. Yeah, at least not yet that we've seen. Yeah, but and the next game that is already being advertised inside the eShop is Mighty Switch Force. Oh, that game could be so good. Yeah, like we we already had hands-on time with it at some way uh, forward event. Yeah, way forward hosted a small event here in LA back in October, where maybe September, where um basically they had the game running on a they projected it on a wall and you could go play. It was at um oh, what was the name of the place? Giant Robot Two. Yeah. In West LA. Yep. Yeah, and so they had a cool event. Next to and Sushi Stop. Next to Sushi, yes. Sushi Stop. A sushi place with a logo that is literally the GameStop logo. But it says Sushi. I don't know how they got away with that. Well, if you played any of WayForward's other games, like the um, Mighty Milky Way, Mighty Flip Champs, and um, Shantae's Risky Revenge, it's like they took a piece of every one of those games and mm -hmm. they all combined to make this one awesome, like, Platforming. Mega game. Yeah, it's it's a puzzle platformer because Shantae's was all platforming and the and the mighty yeah the mighty series they're all puzzle, puzzle. games. Right. And this is like the perfect combination. I don't know. I, I don't know, I can't wait for it. It should come out. It should be out this month. Sometime this month is what they're aiming for. Oh well, can't wait for it. And oh. there's and there's also um there's also Mutant Muds coming out, which is another two D style three D platformer. It's it also uses sprites, but this one's big. Yeah, the gimmick it, is you jump back and forth in and out of the screen. Yeah, like the gameplay is essentially um, a, a Mega Man where you could jump into the background and forth. Right, and it, ha but, it has some Mario Sunshine influence because he has a jet, a water pack at some point. Oh yeah, but um, if any of you've played, well, actually, I don't, I don't know how many of you ever owned a Virtual Boy. But Not if, many, I'm sure. Well, if you've ever heard of the game, I think it was called Wario Land for the Virtual Boy. Yeah, I don't know if it had a it, quirky name or anything, but yeah. Well, that game um. If you play that game, this game is essentially it's the same concept. They both like that game was all about jumping into the background and foreground because right. I guess at some point we were gonna get a game like this on the 3DS. And yeah, it's just a matter of time. But, but it, I mean, it, it, it's it from a good nice. it looks nice. And it's from a good developer, Renegade Kid. They did um, Moon on the DS. They did oh, actually Dementia, 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 Dementium, Dementium. Thank you, Dementium One and Two, Dementium, Dementium <laughs> One and Two on the DS as well. So they're 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 well respected developers. Yeah. So good sign. And in case you don't know what dimension is, is that game that you always thought first that's person, with the creepy cover. <laughs> first person shoot horror game for the DS. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also one interesting thing. Speaking of the eShop, I I found this interesting. You might not care. It kind of drifts into sales. But um, oh gosh. Reggie was saying in an interview that uh, when major franchise games come out, like when a new Mario comes out or a new Zelda comes out, if you look at sales of that franchise around the time of the launch, like when Zelda comes out. 14% of all of those franchise sales during that launch window are digital. 
So people are actually going, there's a new Zelda. I'm going to go download Ocarina of Time and hop on the Wii and download so it. So when Super Mario 3 Land came out, people bought... Probably people bought Mario Land 1 and 2 from the eShop. Oh, no, I was going to say the the Mario Clock and the Mario Alarm. Which I the, think he means real games, not those. Well, surprisingly, I remember um, that week that Super Mario 3D Land came out, um, the eShop had a section called Best Sellers, and the clock was there. The Mario Clock. I was going to make fun of that, but you own it. So I guess I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know oh you only a calculator. Yeah, no, right? no. Oh, you have Animal Crossing. Yeah, my third Animal Crossing. Oh, my mistake. Animal yeah. Crossing. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. I just yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just found that an interesting statistic. Yeah, so it is a pretty interesting yeah. statistic. But yeah, in addition to um all those new eShop games, the eShop itself is getting some big upgrades in the next 3DS firmware update. The eShop. The itself? eShop itself. They're gonna have two big updates. First, they're gonna have well, I guess three if you count this. First, you can download stuff in the background when your system's asleep. I think oh, they mean finally. system. Up, I think they mean system updates, not games. They said you could download demos while it's asleep. Right, which is the second thing I was gonna say is that they now. Well, we'll get to that in a sec. But you can do background downloads, which is nice. You don't have to sit and stare at the screen. Hopefully, they have a, a download key so you can download oh, things at once. Oh, key would be so nice. They better do that. I'm shocked they haven't yet. But um, so you're also gonna be able. This this is a big one. I'm excited for this. Not really. You're gonna be able to save your payment info. So you can put your credit card in once, and it'll remember it. You don't need to enter it every time. Mm, that's kind of convenient. Yeah, I'm just, it's not that big of a deal. I just wanted to mention it. And the big one, which you already... Something that it should have already had. Yeah, like A lot of the DSS features. Seriously. It's like the DSS finally... It's catching up. And here's itself. the biggest way it's catching up, which you already spoiled a minute ago. There are demos. There will be demos starting in the new firmware update. They're going to have uh, retail game demos, downloadable game demos, but there might be a catch. In Japan, they already announced one of the demos, and it's the uh, 3DS Monster Hunter game, which they're calling inexplicably, um, they're calling it 3G, Monster Hunter 3G. So people are going to think they could play it on their cell network, but they clearly can't, because I don't get why. Anyway, what does G stand for? Generation, third generation. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I, 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 might be, I might be wrong. That's a total guess. But, um, well, I guess it wouldn't make sense if they had called it Tri-G. Tri-G, yeah. Yeah, because it's a port of... But still, it's... Weird. it's yeah, it's a port. It's a port of yeah. Tri for the Wii. But it's strange that they're putting the G on it. Anyway, that's regardless of the point. It will have a demo in Japan, and the demo will only let you play it 30 times. So there might actually be limits to the demos. They might self-destruct after X amount of time, or X number of plays. So hmm. demos, yay. Time limits on them, boo. Yeah, I guess it's for those people that, like, like, I don't know, I know a lot of people before we had, before everyone and their mothers got a smartphone, we would have the, like, the Pac-Man demo, and no one would want right. to buy Pac-Man, and then the once the demo ran out, you would be bored of your phone because, yeah. Right, I guess it's kind of the same idea. It's funny, because, like, Nintendo always is, like, you know, when they catch up, they always do something the Nintendo way. It's like they don't do the same thing. We don't have demos, we have time demos that delete themselves. Like, it's just kind of... Yeah. But, um... Well, I guess it's to keep people from getting bored of their game. It's to, keep, get, it's to keep people from just playing the demo and not wanting the full game. Makes sense. It makes sense. It just kind of the, yeah. There are some people. The demo is twenty minutes long though oh, for Monster wow. Hunter. So these are big demos. It's one hundred thirty megs, I think. Okay. So then, these are like decent sized then, hefty then, demos. Then, I, I think the limited playtime is justified in a way. I mean, not that I don't even think. I mean, if a person really wanted to get the game, they probably would. They would probably stop playing the demo altogether and delete it right. regardless. I mean, it's just gonna take up space at some right, point. Right. Right. It's still Definitely. a demo. Yeah, but it's exciting that there will be demos. Yeah. Either with the firmware update or shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. And the firmware update itself is going live. It's supposed to be this past week, the last week of November. Now going live on December 8th, which is this coming week. And along just a quick rundown of what it comes with for people who might not know, it's a ton of new stuff. It's going to have, um, according to Nintendo Power Magazine, it's going to have 3D video recording, including stop motion animation, which I'm sure you're happy about. Yep. And time lapse. And time lapse, yeah. Um, it's going to have improved Q QR code reading, so I guess it'll be easier to swap me's and stuff. You don't have to position the system as much. I'm hmm, not sure. I don't know. Actually, I never had a tr trouble yeah, with it, but it says it's improved. Yeah, so. I would actually try to purposely put it in a place, like, angle the 3D. Maybe it just reads it wrong. faster. Maybe. I don't know. It, yeah. it just said improved in Nintendo Power, so I'm just, wow, I'm well, just reading off the list here. <laughs> it sounds more like a background update that they... Yeah, yeah, I think it is, but they probably need to emphasize it. But the, the cool one, this is one I'm really looking forward to, is new Street Pass content. Find Me is back with a new dungeon, and the puzzles, there will be more of them. So, that is, that's the highlight of the firmware update for me. I don't care about 3D video that much. That's I'm really psyched about the new Street Pass yeah, stuff. we'll finally have a reason, well, to well, Street Pass again. Yeah, yeah, to take our 3 to a, right. like a convention I mean, we had reasons with the games, like uh, Mario Party, or Mario Party, wow, Mario 3D Land, but... Even then... It was only, yeah, it wasn't the same. Yeah, well, 
Once Mario Kart comes out, we'll have another reason to take our 3DS. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I take mine around anyway, but at least a reason. Oh, I take mine around. Out. Like I take mine around everywhere. I went when I went to the auto show, which I mentioned in the last podcast. Um, I had my 3DS. I maxed out on seat passes. I didn't check it all day. I was like, no one's gonna have one here. I got ten. Oh wow. So, but yeah, so that's exciting. That comes out December eighth, or probably if it's December eighth, that'll be Japan time. So it'll come out like the night of December seventh here in the U.S. If I had to guess. Um, I will be hitting my refresh update button like every minute until I get it. I'll just wait until I get the notification or until I see it on like Twitter. But um, yeah, so that's it for eShop. There's a lot of stuff going on with the 3DS and its download service and whatnot. But um, yeah, that's almost it for news except (laughs) we found one piece of news that truly makes this podcast random Nintendo. It's the most random thing I think I've ever seen Nintendo do. Yeah, and keep in mind, we only found this out because there we, was a Nintendo reference in it. Otherwise, we don't do that. We don't watch these store videos regularly. We swear, <laughs> we swear we're not believers. If you still don't know what we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about the Justin, the the Christmas Justin Bieber music video. One of his many, because there's a whole album of them apparently. Oh uh, well, but yeah, there's all uh, that music video, and well, the product placement in particular is well, what. Well, first let's, what let's back up and explain what's going on here. Okay, so Justin Bieber has a video from his new album, apparently. Uh, All I Want for Christmas is You is the video. It has Mariah Carey in it. It has Justin Bieber in it. It has lots of Christmassy things in it. It has Santa Claus. It has Santa Claus. <laughs> it has Macy's in New York in it. Because, you know, when people think of, like, Christmas time and shopping, I guess Macy's comes to mind. But what it what it also has, on top of all that, is one piece of product placement. Yeah. The 3DS. Nintendo 3DS is, for no apparent reason, in the Justin Bieber video. And it is the most blatant product placement I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, I don't even know if it makes it that spell 3DS, but this one They does. don't. You're not supposed to think about it logically. Yeah, well, this one has, like, a it pyramid has a display. of them. Yeah. yeah, basically, so the video's going along, Justin Bieber's singing about Christmas and yeah. and Selena Gomez or whatever. And, and, he, and then randomly, the camera cuts to a panoramic shot of a 3DS box. Like, a, like, it takes up the whole screen. It's just a box. Then it cuts back to Bieber, and he's pushing a shopping cart over to the 3DS section, where there's always people showing him the 3DS. And then it cuts back to, like, people playing the 3DS, and it shows the logo, and then it shows Justin Bieber hoarding a bunch of them into a shopping cart. And then it goes back to the rest of the video like it never happened. Yeah, like, for those, like, couple seconds, it feels like a 3DS commercial. It re- it's seriously, it's the most blatant thing. It's it's kind of amazing, in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Nintendo's like... Let's just throw money at it. Let's get the 3DS in there. It almost felt awkward in a way, but... Um, yeah, well, all, all music videos have pretty crazy product placement, but it's usually, like, Ciroc vodka or, like, a, <laughs> like a Mercedes or something. Sometimes you don't even think about it, but this one, like, they shoved it in your face, literally. No, they're usually shoving it, like, in there's videos, like, there's rap videos where they'll have, like, just... It'll be, like, you know, they're rapping about partying, and then it'll do, like, a camera spin around, like, a bottle of vodka or something, and it'll just show the logo in the middle. But that makes sense. This is, like... He's special because he's singing All I Want for Christmas is You. So unless he's singing to the 3DS, it doesn't make any... <laughs> has no reason to be there. <laughs> but um, from a marketing perspective, it's genius on Nintendo's part because all the Bieber's army of tween girl fans probably all go on 3DS now. Yeah. And I mean, they're kind of on fire with marketing. Didn't you see something on Disney? Recently? Oh, yeah. Um, the um, Disney Channel had, a, I guess, a Mario Kart commercial that was read by their tune. Toon Disney narrator. But oh, that's why the voice was so weird. I saw a clip of it, and I'm like, why is the guy talking like that? Okay. <laughs> no, well, it was a Toon Disney narrator. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, yeah, he was just narrating, like, oh, you could play, you customize your cards right, and everything. Right. And then it said, um, um, Mario Kart 7 is a proud sponsor of Toon Disney and Disney Channel. Which whatever. is crazy, because as far as I know, Disney doesn't have commercials whatsoever. So Nintendo must have paid a ton to be the, pro- the sponsor of Disney Channel, when usually Disney is the sponsor of Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, Nintendo, um, yeah, they're really pushing they're, their, they're, yeah, I mean, it's funny, when Nintendo's sales go down, they enter, like, a panic mode of sorts, where suddenly they're awesome. Like, people <laughs> joked about this on the internet, but there's seriously, uh, the, the running line is panic, Nintendo is the best Nintendo. But it's kind of true. They have all these bundles out now, you could get some really good deals on 3DS, they just announced a Nintendogs bundle last week that comes out, uh, this, oh, yeah, this with coming the, week. with the coral pink. Coral, uh, yeah, it's a pink DS with one of two versions 3DS. of Nintendo, or, yeah, 3, 3DS, with one of two versions of Nintendogs for the standard price of a 3DS. Then they have the Zelda bundle, the yeah. Mario bundle. We're the, not getting that white bundle, are we? No, we got the, we got a red one instead, but those come with Zelda and Mario, respectively, along with the system. Uh, the Wii, they have the Mario Kart bundle, they have the blue Wii, 
Yeah. They they're releasing Xenoblade. Like suddenly when they're like worried know, about their financial, the Mark, they also get the Mario Galaxy soundtrack. Yeah, with one of them. yeah, exactly. It's, it's like when they like where, where do they even come from? I know where when they. It's basically when they're down when Nintendo's down and out or worried about being down and out or perceived as being down and out. <laughs> they go into this crazy mode where they do everything right. So it'll be interesting to see if it pays off for them. But yeah, Panic Nintendo is the best Nintendo. I agree with that yeah. running joke on the web. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that on that note, that's pretty much it for news. Um. I guess, speaking of Panic Nintendo being the best Nintendo, the best Nintendo puts out the best games. And I think arguably one of the best games of the year is uh, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which came out the day we posted our first podcast, so two weeks mm-hmm. ago. And yeah, we both played it. It's pretty awesome. I'll let you go first with your impression because you're further in the game than me. But I think overall we could both say good game. Yeah, I can, yeah. It's great it's, game? It's a great game. Yeah, I agree. Thus far, I mean, honestly, I should have finished it already, but... I don't know. I have, You're ahead of me. Yeah, I have so many games that I'm playing right now. There's no way I could. Right. Plus, the Thanksgiving the holiday and everything. Yeah. Well, but you. Well, yeah. Share yeah. your impressions, please. All right. Well, the game so far. Um. I don't know. It's it's been great. Um. It. There's. Like I don't know. I know I'm past all the games. Um. Sometimes like you get confused easily or you don't know where to go. I don't know if that's a. If that's like an issue with many people, but this game, um, while feeling more streamlined. It still gives you. It makes it feel like you have a lot of freedom to explore. Like, um, mm-hmm. like everyone that you talk to feels important, and like all the characters are just really developed. It's I don't know, just a really, I don't know, really greatly fleshed out game. One um, if I had to like, I don't know, a minor gripe that I did have with the game was that it felt slow at the beginning. Really, I liked the beginning. I thought I thought it had great exposition in the beginning. Oh uh, well, I really liked how it was more of a cinematic, had more cinematic flair than usual. Well, I mean, the cinematics are great. Like the, I don't know, I love the animation for the characters. Like, they did, and, they did a stellar job. Yeah, they were. There, I remember. Um, the Toon Link from Wind Waker was revered as the most expressive Link, but I think. I think I yeah yeah Skyward, yeah th- this Link Skyward is Skyward Link tops it. Yeah, this Link actually, I don't know, he feels more of a of his of an actual character than the other Link. It's fine though, because he has no backstory whatsoever. Yeah, they're he's like the most. They don't even he has no family. It. As far as we know. Yeah. He lives in a dormitory at yeah, Night Academy with no family. Yeah, you think of it as Hogwarts for flying. Yeah, seriously. There's one clip, I'm not, not spoiling anything, but there's one clip where he grabs his head in pain after having a vision. And I'm like, oh my god, he has the lightning scar. <laughs> like, it was so random. But anyway, back to, yeah. continue please. Well, no, no, I just felt it, it was a slow start just because, um, I mean, the cinematics and exposition were well, but at the same time, you already... If you've played any Zelda game, or at least the 3D Zelda games, not so much A Link to the Past and whatnot, right? Um, you kind of already know what's what's coming. You already That's know, true. like you just like you already know Zelda's gonna get kidnapped. So you're going, okay, when is she gonna get kidnapped? Is it now? No, no. There's this <laughs> ten minute quest that I have to go on. To before. the game's credit, about that ten minute quest where you're rescuing your lost wing, which is the bird that Link flies for. Which is where our wonderful episode title comes in. My Loftwing in me. Anyway, <laughs> to the credit of the game, when you rescue your Loftwing, that's a very clever way to do a tutorial. In past all games, it's like, be, slice and dice this signpost. Like in Ocarina of Time, yeah, so you like, you test it on signpost. But in this, you go into a cave, you fight enemies, you, they teach you how to like angle the Wii remote to do the slashing using, by cutting ropes on a barricade that's blocking your Loftwing. Yeah. Like it's a very clever, integrated way. Like they really tie the tutorial into the story. But of course, if you already know how to do all that, you're right, it is kind of pointless still. Yeah, you're just impatient. Just because, I don't know, most people like, well, I mean, like, one thing that I did, as soon as I got the sword, even before I entered the cave, I just ran around, like, trying out the sword on all the trees yep. and stuff. So I already had mastered the controls even before I went in the cave. Yep, yep. So the cave was a cakewalk. I just burned through it. But well, it was supposed to be pretty easy. Oh, no, no, yeah. They don't want you stuck in the cave in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I, yeah, most of the game I just hold the sprint button, which. Link being able to sprint or just that stamina gouge is amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't you think. Mean gauge. Yeah, the uh, yeah the stamina like gauge. Gouge is like a stab. <laughs> well, that's stamina gouge. Um, gauge. <laughs> wow, that's stamina gauge. Well, I'm getting my words mixed up. All right. Yeah, you sure are. Well, that stamina gauge. Um, I really, I don't know. I really hope it returns on off. Um, I think it's safe to say it will. Yeah, on all future Zelda installments. It's I don't know, just Link being able to run and um. Like, jump over ledges faster, it's, I don't know, it's one, one issue I had with the stamina before I started playing was, okay, so you run, and then you run out of steam, and you're walking, like, and normally, so it's like, it seems like it'd be a chore, because it's like, oh, you run, and then you stop, 
and then that's yeah, but, it. But, even but if... no, they do a really clever thing. They have a little, I don't know what the fruit's supposed to be. They have these little berries that you pick up off the ground and you eat. And if you run over them when you're running along stamina, it'll just replenish your stamina and you just keep going. So it's like you could just like chain together your stamina dashes by going from this berry to this berry. It's yeah. most noticeable in Skyloft itself. Oh, yeah. Because they have them everywhere. But it's also in um, Sacred Woods. Yeah, among you, other places. you could, yeah, if you know where the berries are, you could essentially dash from one end of the to the other, yeah. One, one Sky air, Island to the other. Sky Island. Of the Skyland. <laughs> but, um, but other than that, um, like once the, once the game does get going, it, I don't know, it has a great flow to it. But, um, it does. And I really do like how they, um, the dungeons aren't as clear cut in the past. It's not like in Twilight Princess or Ocarina where you're walk, where it's like you're in a dungeon now. Oh, you're done with that dungeon. Time to walk across a giant field yeah. and beat up two random enemies along the way to the next dungeon. Yeah. Now they have puzzles throughout. Yeah, like you nobody, like you would also like go to a little village before you would talk right. to everybody, and right. then you would just just basically just travel to the dungeon. There was no you climb Death Mountain. You you walk yeah. along a path to Zora's sure domain. Dodge, yeah, I'm sure you have to dodge like some rocks or like. Right, it's really, it's really yeah. It's really like boring, kind of not boring. Like it was fine, but this what they did with this one. Yeah, compared to this, yeah, it's more about like the yeah the the trail to the dungeons feel like dungeons themselves essentially. Yeah, I remember um, one review I was reading said it might have been Kotaku, um, might have been Steven Totoro at Kotaku. He was saying he couldn't. It was hard to figure out where the dungeons end and begin. Like it was just like one continuous thing, so he couldn't give a dungeon count because you know every game has like eight dungeons. Uh, but he couldn't do it for this one because it's like it's such a continuous stream of activity, which is good. Yeah, because yeah, the puzzles before you get into the dungeons are almost as involved as the ones inside the dungeons themselves. Right. Except that they literally tell you, oh, you're going inside a temple now. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of slaps like only... it. It kind of like, hey guys, just a heads up, here's a temple. Yeah, I guess See, the only you're in a temple. I guess the only difference is you do fight a big boss in a temple and you don't but fight. But there are some little kind of yeah, bossy yeah, things mini bosses, outside yeah. the temples too. Yeah. But yeah. Um, oh, but um, the next thing, like I guess, the biggest thing with Skyward Sword would have to be the controls, and they're, I want to say, surprisingly accurate. Yeah, I am very impressed. Um, only once so far have I had to reset the controls, which I know some reviews were complaining about. Yeah, there was actually um one review um from was actually from Go Nintendo. They mentioned that they never had to recenter like recenter the the cursor. Yeah. For um, a quick heads up for those who may not uh, know what we're talking about. Skyward Sword requires Motion Plus, as you might be aware, and um, Motion Plus, like on Wii Sports Resort, it does need occasional calibration. So when you boot up the game, it asks you to calibrate, where you just slide on a flat surface. And then and, point at the screen. And then point at the screen. And in the game, you can And that's read... the only time it uses the sensor bar. Right. Yeah. No, it actually uses a mix of IR sensor. Oh, and, no, that's uh, a, I, Like, after you point at the screen initially, you could just remove the sensor bar altogether. Are you sure? Because I read yeah. somewhere that someone tried playing with the Wiimote behind them, like they faced away from the TV, and they were still able to use it. Because the Wiimote treated kind of like a mouse cursor in this i mean they weren't able to use it sorry they were still on they, oh. they experienced some aiming difficulties i think oh, no, I, I was able to oh well okay i'll trust you yeah, especially that. because um since you're like the controls work there I, I mean i want to describe them as almost flawless but i don't say that just because um the only problems you uh, when you get controller problems, it's because you didn't um, recenter the cursor correctly. Right, which and, is just hitting down on the D-pad when you point yeah, the screen. Yeah, and you could do that on any menu. And the thing is, um, usually when you're supposed to use your your bow and arrow, or your or your slingshot, you're expected to point at the at the screen first and then activate your slingshot, and then you're right. already like you're you're that's how it is on every other Wii game. Yeah, today. yeah. But um, but since using the Wii Motion Plus, if you're not pointing at the screen and you activate the slingshot beforehand, by the time you aim at the screen, Link is aiming at the sky because it's calibrated It's, it's literally, like I kind of touched on, it's literally treated like a mouse. Everything you do in the game is just gesture-based in the sense of, like, you, it's just, it follows where your wrist goes. It doesn't follow where the IR picks up the point. Yeah, exactly. Like, what I mean is, like... Um, That's a, it knows right, where no, the yeah, center, so... Yeah, exactly. So, like, which is great because, like, when you do quick menu, uh, they have, like, a little item selection thing that's really quick. You just hit uh, the minus button, it pops up on top of what you're playing. You can still move around with it going. You can just swipe, you can just like flick your wrist to the top right corner, and boom, it'll select that item. Or um, when you're in the menu, you can flick left and right with your wrist, and it's like scroll, and it scrolls through the multiple menus. Yeah. So it's all, it's all like kind of quick little gestures, and no actual IR infrared sensor bar stuff is required, which is cool. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, other than that, like, since it is motion control, like, a lot of people ask if, like, if it's just annoying, like flailing around, and I don't know, it's, it's I'm not. able to play sitting down without problems. Yeah, I'm talking all the fancy like spin attack where you swipe both the Wiimote and nunchuck in one direction or another. Yeah, it's not. Uh, no issue. Yeah, your arms 
Don't get tired the whatsoever. Only potential thing that comes across so far is bomb bowling. Okay, with bombs, you can throw them overhead by making an oh, upward yeah. motion, or you can bowl them like you would Wii bowling. So you'd be like a downward scoop of sorts with your hands, like yeah. as if you were laying about a bowling ball. You can't really do the bowling motion too well when sitting down. That's the only thing I've done. Oh, that's why I play on the stool. That's See, I, I play on a couch, and I've had to stand. Now, this is my fault, and I sound lazy, I know, but I, I, I have to stand up to bowl the bomb. But, <laughs> oh no. But, I mean, besides that, or the pots or whatever you're bowling. But, I mean, besides that, it's great. Yeah, flying I mean, no, no, flying it's... works really well, and it uses motion. It's kind of like um, in Mario Galaxy yeah. 2, I believe, where they have the bird you can fly on. Yep. It's, it's, ex- like yeah, it's exactly the same. It's just motion plus enabled, so it's yeah. more Actually, um, now that I think about all the all the ways you control Link and Skyward Sword, like the Our the bombs, the the bow and arrow, all the items, they're, if you play it on Wii Sports Resort, like even the sword play, they're all taken from that. It's like taking you even um when you're skydiving, you did this yeah, it controls exactly like Wii Sports Resort. I think it's a like, good way to sum up Skyward Sword's controls is every successful control scheme in the Wii's in Wii five year history has all been have all been combined with motion plus uh, capability to create this Zelda. You have the bowling motion of Wii Sports Resort. You have the bow and arrow of Wii Sports Resort. You have the skydiving. You have the skydiving of Wii Sports Resort. You have the bird flying of uh, Mario Galaxy. You have the bow and arrow from Wii Sports Resort. Right. It's mostly Wii Sports Resort. But basically every super successful control thing Nintendo's done with Wii is somehow used in this game. And you could tell this is, and that explains why it took five years to make the game, because they were, you know, testing out a lot of control schemes. You could tell that Nintendo definitely, like, this is, like, the definitive Wii experience. Yeah, we don't even have to recommend it. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's kind of... It's silly to even say we recommend it. It's just, if you have a Wii, if you're... Not, if you're a Nintendo fan, you need this game. Even yeah. if you don't have a Wii, they're honestly they're cheap. Yeah, I would say if you're buying a Wii, you get Mario Kart for free. I would say, which by the way, little side note, is the top-selling non-Wii Sports Wii game officially, 28 million worldwide. Pretty crazy. Anyway, uh, yeah, if even I'd say this is worth buying a Wii for. Yeah, I mean, if you are a Nintendo franchise, that you already have this game. Yeah, and and you're and listening to this, you're like, well, I already know all this crap. But <laughs> but no, seriously, I. This is the yeah. definitive and, Wii experience. Yeah, I don't. This is what this is. This I would, game fulfills and the promise the, of the Wii when it was first. Yeah, announced. and at the Wii's current price, I mean, between this game, Galaxy, Smash Brothers, Metroid Prime Three, Donkey Kong. Country, oh yeah, there's a great selection. This goes on. Like you have so many like yeah. great. T- and what's so awesome is that they're all kind of different. You get so much variety between all of those. Yeah, it's now, and, you, and you can't really see. You can't really say the same with the uh, with the other. Consoles. Yeah, but the other consoles, like you look at the top ten. Yes, you have Uncharted, that's like a third-person adventure, but the rest are like third-person shooters. And you, you don't even have a. Sony's pro- pretty good about their. Yeah, Sony's is more varied. Microsoft is these days the Xbox is shooters, sports, and like shooters, adventure games, like third-person adventure sports, and uh, super casual with the Kinect. Yeah. Nintendo, I feel, has some stuff in between those. Yeah. They don't have as many shooters. They're more adventure platformers. Yeah, but like... And their one shooter, Metroid Prime, is amazing, too. Maybe. Yeah, but no, sir, I know I said this twice already, but Zelda is definitely what the Wii was made for. So, I, I think that pretty nicely um, sums up our thoughts on Twilight yeah. Princess. So, what? I mean, that's... Yeah. That's, uh, that leads to the next question. Has Zelda been occupying your, all your time? Or, well, you mentioned you're playing other stuff. So, yeah, well, what, what, well, what's your other big game of the last two weeks? Um, the other big game was, well, yeah, the other big game was Sonic Generations for the 3DS, which is a game I was very excited for when it was first announced, then disappointed that it wasn't coming out for the Wii, then excited <laughs> again when they said it was getting a 3DS version of it. And, and it then was, excited once you started playing it. Yeah, because, um, it made me happy that it wasn't even a port. It was its own original game you had. I mean, with the exception of Green Hill Zone, all the levels were unique to the 3DS. Oh, that's and, cool. and even nicer touch is that, um, like, if, no, if, if you're not familiar with the premise of Sonic Generations, it's, um, you're playing, like, nine through nine levels, um, mm-hmm. and you're playing as both classic Sonic, which is all complete, like, um, 2D. 2D, 2D style side-scrolling. And, yeah, 2D side-scrolling in a 3D space. And the... Uh, right. And the modern Sonic is you're running into the screen. Yeah, into the screen and with the occasional side scrolling, but it's right where it's the like, camera does all this crazy yeah, flip yeah. around. Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure Ooh. Two style. Right. No, I'd say more like Sonic. Yeah, actually, no, that's right. Or if you want to like Sonic Colors. 
Or Sonic Unleashed is where... Sonic Unleashed. Yeah, that's where that Game Pay Factory first started, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Well, the 3DS version, since it doesn't have... Since Sonic's, I guess, um, game history doesn't have a free-roaming game on the handheld, it's more like you get classic Sonic from the Sega Genesis and you get Sonic Rush Sonic from the Sonic Rush series. So there's... Just seeing if I get this correct. So there's standard Sonic where it's run to the right. And you get And then there's Sonic Rush Sonic where it's run to the right while doing tricks and going as fast as you can, not so much the platform. Yeah, so one is more emphasis more emphasis on platforming and one is more emphasis on quick reflexes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And what's great about that is that um it has a son it has a remade um Sonic Rush level and uh-huh. both and both versions of the game, the console and handheld version, have a version of the first level from Sonic Colors. But the Sonic Colors version on the 3DS is taken from the DS version of Sonic Colors. Oh, that's a nice touch. So They're really staying true to the handheld when you... Yeah, so... Theory. And it also has different bosses. Like, well, actually, all the bosses are the same, except for half of them? So, <laughs> all of them. I just want to quote back what you just said. It has different bosses. Well, actually, they're all the same. Well, actually, half of them are different. <laughs> yeah, because... So, um, 50-50, half new. Or yeah. new, not new. Or yeah, different, the final think. boss, Shadow and Silver, are the same. The Spoilers. rest, yeah, <laughs> hope no one cares. Yeah, it doesn't really ruin anything. It's, yeah, I mean, it's I, don't, a short I don't think many people play Sonic games for this story to begin with. But I love the romance in the 2006 Sonic the Hedgehog for Xbox and PS3. Well, Sonic kissing the human that's the highlight of the franchise. You'd be the only one. Yeah, I was joking. <laughs> well, anyway, the um, one of the bosses that they include on the 3DS version that they did and on the console version is one of the um, I don't know if anyone will even know this the I'll just say it's the bio lizard from Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and it's the final boss in that game too and I don't know this game has so much sounds like a lot of fan service yeah it's that's really all it is it's all fan service like I would I really appreciate them having that boss there and that was one of my favorite bosses from the Sonic right from the Sonic game right but if I were to look at this game as a person that's never played that game, I'd be like, what, this is some ugly-looking lizard. Well, what is this? Like, <laughs> So do you feel that's true for the whole game, where it's kind of like if you're a Sonic fan, I mean, it's like 20 times better just because you appreciate all those small references and whatnot? Yes. Uh, that is yeah. a very... Yes. yes. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, honestly, um, I beat I beat the game from beginning to end mm-hmm. in, on, like, in an hour and a half. That short? Yeah. Wow. Why is it with 3DS games in mind? This is like not the first game that you've beaten that quickly. And and that was only because um, I wanted to replay like certain levels over and over again just to get a high score or I just really liked that level that I played it over. Right. But it was a really short game and someone coming in not playing a Sonic game will... Or playing only a couple like me. Yeah. Like it... Yeah, they'll just feel very disappointed. It's just like the amount of levels there, they're just, no, there's just so few of them. So it's more like a sneak peek into the franchise. Than yeah, like it, it, it looks like, um, yeah, the game is more like the potential for a Sonic game on the 3DS, which is looking really, really great if this is what we're going to get. Right. Just with more levels. Right, right, right. So is there any replayability? I mean, is there online um, or anything? Leaderboards, anything? Yeah, there actually is. Um, You get an online multiplayer, I guess. Yeah, you Experience. get an online, Yeah, you, you get the option to play. Um, against someone, you essentially race in every track in either the classic version uh-huh. or the modern version. Well, that sounds fun. And you also get um, leaderboards where you have a time attack mode. Mm-hmm. And I actually placed the num- actually had kept the number one spot for quite a while now, but I have yet to check it recently, and I hope it's still number one. Where you're number one on one of the levels. Yeah, on one of the boss levels. Well, congratulations. That's yeah, really cool, I've actually. Never, I've never been number one on the online leaderboard. And it's probably because you are like you got it before most people did. and Not to discredit your, your success here, but I bet just because not very many people had the game yet. Well, the first, time, <laughs> to be, the first time I tried it, I got the second slot. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so close. I'm like one second away. So I beat the second guy's person. Right. And then out of nowhere, like all the times under me, they just start getting closer and closer and closer to mine. Like right, yeah, right. not that yeah. All the times are less than like a third of a second away from each wow, other. Wow, that's crazy. And yeah, that shows that the game is being played by people though. If it's like that narrow of a gap. Yeah, and one last thing I want to mention is sure. is the street pass in it. It's it's barely there. You just get the times from other people, uh-huh. but you get a little card where um you get to put how many years you've been a Sonic fan. What Sonic game is your favorite? What Sonic character? Is like, it's like favorite. a Sonic fan calling card of sorts. Basically, yeah, that's it, really it, cool. Yeah, it's. It's pretty nice. That's actually really good. And you also exchange them with people you play online. Right. That, yeah. that. See, that's what I want from Street Pass, because I feel like every Street Pass thing is like, swap ghost data, swap best times, and that's it. Which, don't get me wrong, is perfectly fine. Like, when Mario Kart does that, Mario Kart 7 yeah. does that, it makes perfect sense, because that's what the game's about. 
But for something like Mario 3D Land, where it tells you the time someone beat a level, or like, you know, so like yeah. that, it's not that cool. Yeah, it seems is... kind of pointless. But this, the card thing, that really ties into the theme of the game, that it's a retrospective game, and it's clever, and it feel, it helps you unite, so to speak, with the rest of the Sonic community. That, yeah. I think, is an extremely good use of Street Pass. And that's yeah. my, I'm off my soapbox. I thought I'd share that. Yeah. Um, but I guess, so is that it for you with Sonic Generation? Um, yeah. It's, it, it, it's a funny coincidence yeah. that you brought up Sonic. Because uh, I actually have a Sonic game of my own that I've been playing lately. Over Black Friday, I got Sonic Colors for only $20. And the Wii version. And it's actually really fun. It, um, it feels like a return to form for Sonic in a way. Like, uh, basically, it's Sonic's... I mean, the, the way I described it on Twitter when I first was carrying impressions was it's kind of Sonic's answer to Mario Galaxy, where they go into... It's like it's in space. It has these fantastical levels with these crazy themes. I mean, one of the worlds in Sonic is called Sweet Mountain, and it's literally you're running in and out of giant hamburgers and cupcakes and candy canes and... It's, yeah, yeah it's, it, but it has this, like, fantastical feel to it. It's a return to form of gameplay. It's very straightforward and really fun, and it really, it's, I'd say, I mean, I haven't played Generations, but I'd say it's probably the best Sonic to date it, it, of the 3Ds. It's really good. Like, I really like it. I know you have played it, Yeah, right? I've already beat it. Um, right, I beat it, more, it. I beat it closer to the time that it came out. I don't know. I thought it was really fun, too. Um, I really enjoyed it. Loved all the levels. I, re I really like the music for a lot of the levels. And stuff. Yeah, they did a great job with the music. Yeah, the music is great. And I noticed they took a slightly different angle with the uh, story, where it's a little more, like, poking fun at itself almost like yeah. kind of tongue-in-cheek which was nice because the stories are pretty yeah dumb usually yeah uh a couple minor complaints i mean a, a plus of it to, for me was it was definitely um the the mix of 2d sides growing in 3d yeah great speed. sense of speed yeah it was a perfect combo but um my only complaint were the wisp power-ups which are supposed to be this awesome things that let you you can become a laser and shoot through obstacles you can drill into the ground you can be a rocket that shoots into the air none of those felt necessary I mean, I haven't beaten the game yet, but so far, all of them are things that you should be... It's just, hey, we, a laser that shoots you really fast, let's uh, add a thing to the level that lets you use that. It didn't need to be there, because it was literally like, instead of jumping over this obstacle or sliding under it, you now use a laser to bounce up and around it. Like, it's really not that different. Or the drill, it takes you underground, but you pop out basically where you would if you just ran up and around it, the yeah. spot where you drilled. Or uh, there's a couple others. There's one uh, where you change blocks into coins and coins into blocks. Yeah. That seems kind of like... Actually, that one's not too bad, I guess. I think, well, I mean, they could have made it a switch instead of a right, power. Right, it could have been a switch, didn't you power. And then the rocket, it launches you about 30 feet in the... No, more than 30. It launches you like 100, 200 feet in the air, and they just kind of drift back down. Yeah. So it's or, a good way to get coin... Or, yes. sorry, coin... Rings. But it's just yeah, kind of like, once I mean, again, they could just add that as a mechanic. You didn't need a power-up to shoot you up to come down. They could have just had you drop off a ledge and sky Yeah, down. I mean, they've had, like, Sonic's um, signature bumpers. Right. That it gives you to bounce you all the way up there. Right. It just, it seems like they were unnecessary. Like, I know they're just trying to mix it up a little. But right. it just, they felt unnecessary. I mean, the game, it, they're, they're okay. I just feel like they weren't needed. The game's still really fun, though. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's 20 bucks at most places. So, yeah. if you need a good Wii game once you burn through Zelda... I'd recommend uh, it. Yeah, me the, too. Yeah, the the last boss is really great, so if you do that. have the patience to get there. It's not that hard. It's not like a game that requires that much patience, at least not yet. I mean, it's it has some challenge, but it's definitely, like, pretty oh. entertaining throughout. Let Does me, it get hard later? Oh, uh, yeah, let me warn you. The, the learning curve and the difficulty curve on a lot of the later levels, they spike, like, oh. crazy, and then they get really low. And then back so up. it's uneven. Yeah, like some levels are really hard and they last like three minutes and then you'll go to a level that only lasts like 13 seconds. Yeah, there are a few I've noticed that are literally like you run across one screen and you're done, which is yeah. kind of weird. Like I don't get where why they decided to do that. But no, overall, no. for $20, definitely the best Sonic game on Wii. Yeah. Um, definitely worth checking out. It's Sonic's Mario Galaxy. Like it's yeah, that I would return say it's to best, form, yeah. high caliber yeah. Okay, right, right. That's not a game on Wii. I can right, I, I'm going to rephrase that a little. It's not the same caliber as Mario Galaxy, but if you look at Mario's previous games and then Mario Galaxy, that gap between the two of like excellence to super, that gap of jump, that jump to excellence can also be seen in yeah. Sonic. Just yeah, it, at a lower it, level. It, it, it Sonic, has, Sonic has to jump higher to reach that excellence. <laughs> but so his, it's the same jump in You get what I mean. No, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm also... <laughs> that, I just said that the worst like, possible way. Honestly, like, if people remember Sonic Unleashed, if they just took out the werewolf levels, it would have been a great game. And that's it's essentially that. what it is. Colors is no werewolves and little wisps that do pointless powers. Yeah, I mean, and even though you do get the pointless powers, it 
You're still running fast and you're doing all the Sonic yep. stuff. Yeah, and it's still fun and the tongue-in-cheek story is much appreciated by me because I find lots of Sonic stories to be ridiculous. So. Yep. So I guess, have you been playing anything else, really? Um, no, not really. I mean, there's a couple of games I plan on jumping into next week. Right, yeah, yeah, speaking of, next week, or two weeks from now, we're gonna, uh, on the 18th of December, we're going to have a big show, Episode 3. Mario Kart 7 is, much like Zelda was last time when we signed off, Mario Kart 7 will be in stores as you listen to this. So go pick it up. There's some very cool stuff in it that we're going to talk about. Uh, in next in the next episode the online and complain about and complain about this this guy over here hates the uh, character roster so stay tuned to hear him complain about that um, but no it does it's shaping up to be a good game and we'll definitely share some deep impressions of that uh, another game I got on Black Friday was Rayman Origin for the Wii which is getting very good praise as a big uh, platformer as like a high quality platformer so I'm gonna check that out maybe we'll try some co-op between now and the next episode and report back with impressions of that yeah um, Plus, of course, the latest news and the latest rumors and the latest whatever else happens in town. Yeah, I mean, if there's any more Justin Bieber videos that feature 3DSs, we'll be sure to pass them along. Yeah, we'll... We'll even include we'll audio. Them, we'll, we'll, we will play clips of Bieber if you tune in next time and there's Bieber stuff because we know how much the world loves Bieber. Yeah, we'll watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll watch it so you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, if you want to know anything more about today's news or games, please head over to randomnintendo.com, click on today's episode. That is episode two, My Loftwing and Me. <laughs> and um, and scroll down to the bottom of the blog post. We have links to every news story, every game's website, plenty of info for you. Also, while you're there, let us know what you think. We would love to hear what you think of the podcast. We are rolling out new stuff all the time. We're hoping to be on iTunes pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, please do share your thoughts. Yeah, tell us what works, what doesn't work. What you want more of, what you want less of. If we should never mention Bieber again, please let us know. We would be more than happy to do so. Um, also, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, you can reach me at JSR7. And you can reach me at Wayro, which is W-E-I-R-O underscore O. And if you're too lazy to remember those name, those uh, handles, you can also just hop over to RamNintendo.com and click on the Meet Jason or Meet Jose tab. Everything's there. Yeah, we, we're making it easy for you. So, uh, yeah, please tune in next time. Um, and until then, keep on gaming. Yeah, and thank you.